Knock, knock. Is the door unlocked? Well, I guess we'll go in and start service then. Praise team, lead us in worship real quick. Cheer! J-Love Beats, we do this for fun. <laughs> we do this for fun. But this might be the one. Put your hands together if you know him, if you want to know him, if you feel like you know him. Mm -hmm. Can I warm up? Jesus on the main line, but you ain't got no phone. Jesus on the main line, but you ain't got no phone. Jesus on the main line, but you ain't got no phone. You might have to call E.T. the phone home. Yeah, yeah, you can't call her, and can't nobody call the line. Sis didn't pay the bill on time. You have to catch her when she's on Wi Fi. Cause she can only talk on a FaceTime Can't call her, shit You can't call her, shit Yeah Telephone disconnect And you're waiting on your next paycheck So you sitting at home just staring at your phone Trying to figure why it ain't ring all day long Try to send a text but nobody hit you back You starting to get mad like what's up with that So you finally said let me try to put a call through Your cell phone hit you with the woo wop do Said your call cannot be made at this time You gotta pay the bill if you wanna use the line Can't call her, can't nobody call the line The sis didn't pay the bill on time You had to catch it when she's on Wi-Fi Cause she can only talk on her FaceTime Can't call her, shit You can't call her, shit Telephone disconnect And you're waiting on your next paycheck Same How you gonna pay your rent All your money spent A little bit of bites of food And the baby need a pair of shoes You say you got a light bill due And you even got a gas bill too A telephone disconnect And you're waiting on your next paycheck Run it back How you gonna pay your rent All your money spent mm. Little bit of bites of food And the baby need a pair of shoes Say you got a light bill due And you even got a gas bill too and Telephone disconnecting And you're waiting on your next paycheck Can't call her and Can't nobody call the line The sis didn't pay the bill on time You have to catch it when she's on Wi-Fi Cause she can only talk on her FaceTime Can't call her Sis You can't call her Sis Telephone disconnect. They waiting on your next paycheck. Oh Lord. <laughs> we do this for fun. <laughs> I'm out. One time, two time for the benediction praise team. Listen, I don't know what you're doing or what time it is where you're at, but great day in the morning to you. To all the saints, sinners, winners, losers, contenders, and pretenders. To everybody who's rooting for a team they know it's trash. To that married somebody who hasn't told their spouse about that rash. All the while humming, this too shall pass. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and do what? Throw shade in it. Coming to you live from a storefront church situated near a busy highway. This is your main man, your favorite Rev, Brody Bowtie, a.k.a. Swank Sinatra, a.k.a. Andre No Stacks, a.k.a. Christian Shade, a.k.a. Bruh Preacher, a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook, a.k.a. Come on, bruh. But my mama named me Ken and my daddy gave me Grace, but for some reason all my uncles called me Kincaid. Welcome to the benediction where it ain't over until the church says amen. How about Shay? So this episode is entitled, Where in the World is Kanye San Diego? As in, bruh, where is the album? Where is Jesus is King? I had my ears all tuned up to hear some new music from you and you are nowhere to be found but before we dive into that turn with me to the book of football real quick we're gonna talk football for a little bit i actually am doing fantasy football right now i've got three squads um with kooky names um they're shea butter jesus they're two and one um a tribe called stress they're one and two and then my other squad juju's bicycle they're also one and two Fantasy football is fun, but it is extremely stressful. I lost a game last week by like 0.76, and I can't stress to you enough how 
ill I was in my spirit about that because it was no excuse for it. But, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of football, um, as well, staying in that same vein. Listen, I really encourage all of you to like tune in to HBCU football. Okay, now, listen, I know that it's not Georgia and Alabama and, and, and Clemson and all those D1 powerhouses and stuff like that. But there is some great football being played in the MEAC, great football being played in the SWAC, great football being played in the CIAA, and great football being played in the conference I'm most familiar with, the SIAC. Great football, but even beyond the football, these HBCU games have some of the greatest atmospheres that you can be a part of. Only at an HBCU game can you get a fish sandwich and hear the band play Hole in the Wall, okay? That was my experience when I was over down to the Fort Valley State University um, watching them play Miles, which um, I went for the band because I'm a band head at heart. I went for the bands. Um, Fort Valley's band is much improved, much improved. Still small, but that's okay. It don't take a lot to do a lot. So, um, but Miles was over there cranking up whatever they had going on, but, um, that felt like shade and it, it probably was cause I went to both Fort Valley and Albany. Like I'm, I'm blue and gold down. Okay. But yeah, if you get a chance, whether you black, white, red, yellow, all of God's children are precious in his sight, go check out these HBCU games see what the football teams are doing, get in touch with the with the fans and the bands and whatnot. And if you got a dollar or two, if you got a dollar or two, donate it to your local HBCU, okay? I was talking about this last time in the last podcast. You know, it's, it's cool for right now for everyone to talk about HBCUs, but HBCUs do not need you talking about them. They need your money, all right? So send them your coins, okay? Um, shifting from college to pro, <sighs> bruh, my Falcons, we went into, um, I don't even know what to say. I'm just trying to stay hashtag in brotherhood, but it's really, really hard. It's really hard. It's frustrating. We got all this talent and we're one and two. Like we lost to the Colts. Colts ain't no punks now don't get me wrong they're not no pushovers or nothing like that but we lost to the Colts man like they didn't even know Jacoby Brissett was going to be starting for them who by the way is playing some really great football so I you know I'm proud of that brother I'm always going to support the black QB always um always going to support the black QB because there's only so many of them but um yeah we lost to the Colts we got the Titans coming up this weekend and you know, at this point, we just, the Falcons are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Um, I will say that offensive line, though, got to be more careful. Like, those guys need some help. So, those of you that know how to pray, um, those of you that know how to get a prayer through, if you can, if, you, if you're in brotherhood with us, pray for your Falcons, all right? Another team that needs prayer that I'm keeping my eye on. I, I jumped on the bad, the bandwagon this summer is the um, the Cleveland Browns, all right? So, like, last year they were, they they, they made a little noise, and I, I bought into the hype, and I'm I'm going to stick with the hype. I'm going to stick with it. Um, they went and added my boy Odell Beckham. They got Jarvis Landry. They got one of my favorite Bulldogs, Nick Chubb, over there, and then you've got Baker Mayfield, who... You know, God bless the brother. We don't, I don't know what's going on with him right now. The analysts are saying that he's regressing and he may be experiencing a little bit of a sophomore slump. Um, it may be one of those cases of like, you know, when they're bringing in the new coach in the middle of the season, it might have been like one of those situations where they just really bought into the trauma of what was going on and that, and that strengthened them. Because, you know, sometimes trauma will carry you in ways that a good situation just can't okay and so I think having to deal with all of that 
Um, maybe a little too much for them right now, but much like my Falcons, sweet Christmas. That the offensive line is just terrible. Like Baker is out there running for his life. He's not doing himself any favors either by uh, not picking up blitzes properly. But you know. That might have something to do with this hype. But anyway, yeah, Browns, Falcons, those are my squads that I'm rolling with this year. Are either of them going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> God only knows. The Falcons probably have a better chance of going before the Browns do. But both of them got some serious work to do, serious work to do. They're about as bad as my fantasy football teams right now. Um, listen, I want to say this. I don't... Li- of course, I want you guys to subscribe to the podcast. We got some listeners, and I'm thankful for the ones that I have. But if you know some of these NFL executives or some of these owners out there, if you if you can get in touch with uh, somebody that's on the scout team or that's dealing with player personnel, listen, tell them that I need them to pick up my boy Marquette King. Okay, Marquette King went to the Fort Valley State University years ago, whatever. He is one of the best punters that I've ever seen in my life. Um, Am I saying that partly because he's black? Yes, I am. But even beyond that, Buddy has a great leg on him. Like, dude can kick a ball. And it makes no sense that he's not playing somewhere right now. And I know he had an injury a couple of seasons, a season or two ago. But dude is healed. He's still out here kicking. He's still out here bombing kicks, clean across the field. Um, speaking of Atlanta, I, I saw Matt Basha get hurt a week or two ago. Pick my boy up, let him come back home to Georgia. All right, pick him up. If you need a kicker, pick him up. All right, pick him up. Do that for me, okay? Uh, shifting from, you know what? I meant to talk about this too, but... um. Georgia, Notre Dame, Georgia, Notre Dame. I know I'm probably boring any female listeners that I have right now, any of the women that are out there listening. I promise you I'm going to move on in a second. Uh, Georgia eked out a 23-17 win over Notre Dame. Listen, that game felt like a playoff game. Like, that's what non-conference games are supposed to feel like. Like, it lived up to the hype. Even though people are saying Georgia didn't quite do what they needed to do, I think people were expecting them to like blow uh, Notre Dame out, which they were two touchdown favorites coming into it. But listen, Notre Dame's quarterback, Ian Book, I think this is his last name, Book, he's no slouch. Like, Buddy played a great game. Um, I think Georgia got a little too conservative and uh, was trying to just, just win the game, but I need you guys to, like, really win these games when we're doing it, all right? Um, Speaking of winning, speaking of winning, I want to talk to you guys real quickly. Turn to the book of Denise. Denise is my two-year-old niece. That's my nickname for her. I call it Denise. That's D-A apostrophe niece, all right? She just turned two, and, of course, you know, she's got that whole terrible two situation going on, and it's like... Everything is a fight. Everything is a struggle with her. I mean, we was putting on clothes the other day, and she wanted to battle me with that. And I stopped, sis, right where she at, She was at, and I looked there in her face, and I said, Beloved, everything is not a battle. And you're asking me, well, why are you bringing this up? What, what does this have to do with anything? The answer is nothing. I just want to talk about it because I can But somebody needs to hear this. Listen, everything is not a battle. I've made a concerted effort this year to um, to pick my battles because, you know, you get to a certain point in life and you just you should really get tired of always fighting everything, always feeling like you've got to fight all the time. Everything's not a battle. Sometimes you just need to let things be. Let them let them work themselves out. But everything's not a battle. Okay, Um, and most of the time. The stuff that you're engaging in battle for or, or, or trying to fight about, most of the time, it's not even worth it. Like, you're wasting your time. And a lot of times, you ain't really fighting nobody but yourself. All right? Speaking of fighting people, 
speaking of fighting people, I'm, I'm going to move through this really, really quickly because I, I don't want to hold you too long. Praise the Lord. Um, speaking of fighting people, there are some people in life that you just don't come for because they're going to clout back. Um, I'm one of those people like, you know, if you leave me alone, OK, I like, don't seriously don't don't come for me. I said that to say that um, Cardi B had I don't even know if I can call this person a fan, but she had posted a picture. Y'all heard the air freshener? It's, it's fresh in here. I should have opened my soda while I had the chance. But anyway, she posted a picture on, uh, I think it was her Instagram. And this person, because I can't call her a fan because she got on there. I hated on her. This person got on there and said something to the effect of, like, imagine needing this, 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 and this to make a good song because you know the thing with that people say with Cardi is that she doesn't write her own stuff that she needs help and blah 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 this that and the third okay cool and so Cardi B responded back by saying you know basically bless your heart but sis maybe you should just continue working on your diet okay and people got on their social media they took to Twitter and Instagram and they started calling Cardi fat phobic to which Cardi responded by saying, well, sis said in her on her page that she was working on her diet. So I just simply told her instead of worrying about what I'm doing, okay, just worry about your diet, okay? Now, I went and looked at this young lady, and for the people calling her fat, one, Cardi didn't call her fat. But two, I looked at sis. Sis ain't fat. Now, she's thick. She's thick, but she's not fat. And there's honestly, unless your doctor has told you otherwise, there's nothing wrong with you being fat. And there's definitely not anything wrong with you being thick. A few years ago, I wrote a post on my blog, shameless plug right here, brodybowtie.wordpress.com. I wrote a post called Six Signs That a Big Girl Likes You. And I'm bringing this up because there are... There's a difference between you being thick and you being fat. And you got it. That that was the thing that concerned me was one Cardi didn't call her fat. But then people were calling her fat phobic, saying that she was fat phobic. But then I look at the girl. The girl's not fat. She's thick. Okay, And that's one of those situations where you kind of got to be from the south to know what you know what thick is. But check out that post on my blog, Six Signs That a Big Girl Likes You. And I wrote that because um, as a slim brother, as a thin brother, um, as a skinny guy, one of the things that is prevalent, a prevalent theme in our lives is that, you know, the big girls like us. And that, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But she wasn't, she wasn't calling her fat. Sis wasn't fat. But the most important thing is that the young lady should have never put herself in that position to even be responded to like that. And I know I'm probably about to catch a whole bunch of flack about even saying that. But the thing is, is like you need to learn to leave people alone. And if you're sensitive and you know that you can't handle a clap back or a comeback, you can't handle a piece of shade or you can't handle being red then you need to keep your mouth closed. Like, I like to talk about people's mamas, okay? And I know that there is a high price to pay for that. But I talk. I will say your mama in a minute with the understanding that there's a good chance I might get punched in the face for that. You know what? I'm okay with that. Now, most of the time it doesn't happen, but I've had a few situations where it got, you know, it got pretty dicey and, um... Have you had a few situations where like, hey, you know, my mom's dead. Okay, okay. my bad. You know, you apologize and you move on. But, you know, you got to be mindful when you come for people that they might come back for you. Um, I remember it was a couple years ago, Michelle Obama, she made the statement. She said, you know, when they go low, we go high. Listen, I love Michelle Obama. I really do. But. Some of the experiences I've had lately, when they go low, <laughs> and this is a gospel I probably shouldn't even be preaching, 
But when they go low, I've been going lower because I'm just tired. I want to speak really, really quickly on behalf of all the good people out there. The good people are tired of being good. Like, we're tired. We're tired of taking the high road. We're tired of letting things slide. We're tired of, you know, just letting it be what it is. We're tired of not saying anything. We're tired of keeping our cool. And so if there's a nice person or a good person who's been showing you another side of them, know that that side has always been there, but they've just been suppressing it for your sake. Because you'll find out most nice, most of the people that you think are nice, most of the people that we think are good, you know, they they can get you together when they want to. Okay. So think about that. Think about that. Think about what you're saying to people and, and, and how it how it might sound. I told this guy, this guy said something to another gentleman at my church. And I asked the man after he said what he said, I was like, bro, can you fight? I hope I didn't talk about this last time. But if I did hear it again, I asked the dude, can you fight? And he said, why are you asking me that? And I said, because what you just said to him, if y'all was in the streets, he probably would fight you. You know, and that's another place. That's another place. And I, I I love the Lord and I love the church, but that's another place where people think they can just fire off at you and say whatever they want to say. And because we're in the house of the Lord, that there won't be any consequences or repercussions after the benediction. I can tell you firsthand, I have no problem getting you together in the church. I have a few witnesses who will tell you, the air just went off, who will tell you that I've gotten more than my fair share of people together in the church. This guy said something out of the way to me one time, and I looked at him and I, you know, I told him, I said, listen, I wonder if I'm going to, am I going to get in trouble for saying this? I'm going to say it anyway. I told the guy, because it just made no sense. He was completely out of order. And he wasn't minding his business. And it's very important that you mind your business. That's like, after you get done loving your neighbor as you love yourself, the next thing you need to be doing is minding your business and minding your ways. Okay? I told the brother, I said, do you not know who I am? Like, I will beat the brakes off of you and then go stand in this pulpit and tell people that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And like, I have no problem doing that at all. And I won't feel any way about it because you came at me wrong. And <laughs> I know the Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. But listen, I, I got some work I need to do. <laughs> okay. And I ain't perfect and I have bad days. So you don't, you don't, and that's another thing too. You get out here bothering people. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know if they've got mental health issues. You don't know if they just lost their job. You don't know if they trying to figure out, like, how they going to pay this, how they going to pay that. Kids acting up, like, and you coming to them saying some off-the-wall stuff, catching them on the blind side, like, like Michael Orr and Sandra Bullock. Like, you deserve whatever they give you. At that point, because, again, you need to mind your business and mind your ways. So don't come for people if you don't want them coming for you. OK, um, I've stayed on that a little too long, but you know what? I, I hope y'all will love me through it. Turn with me. Turn with me very, very quickly. Turn with me very, very quickly. Uh, I was minding my good Christian business on Monday. And I messed around and tuned into this show called All Rise. Now, if anybody watched that show, um, Luke Cage, anybody watched the show, Luke Cage, you remember Misty, homegirl that played Misty. She's playing a judge. Um, it was a really cool show. I didn't expect it to be that, whatever it was, but it was good. Like, if you like Scandal and you like How to Get Away with Murder and you want a... Uh, a less stressful because God knows how to get away with murder was stressful and scandal just got to be excuse me got to be too much after a while I just burped on this podcast eek it'll be alright I guess I'm human but um yeah like bruh 
it's a cool show. If you want something that's not too heavy, but still talks about some heavy subjects, check out All Rise on Mondays. Uh, speaking of how to get away with murder, how to get away came back on Thursday. So my Thursdays will be locked down come 10 o'clock. I'm excited about that. It's the final season of looking at Annalise Keating and the Keating Five. Sis came out there. I said, I, I knew what time it was when I was sitting there looking at my good Christian TV and Viola was on there without the wig on. And I said, oh, they going out with a bang this year. Okay. Anytime she snatches that wig off or we see her without that wig on and a band-aid at that, you already know we about to have a hard time this season. Okay. While I'm talking about TV and just entertainment in general, um, there's a rumor going around that Issa Rae is thinking about doing a Set It Off reboot, okay? And there are some other reboots as well that are being discussed and that are actually going to happen. Listen, I'm speaking on behalf of all the people. I'm speaking on behalf of the congregation. We don't want any more reboots. We want new boots, okay? No more reboots. We want new boots. There are too many writers out there, too many creatives, too many people with ideas for you guys to be over there down to the Hollywood rebooting stuff. Okay? We don't even want boots on our vehicle. So what make you think we want to reboot? Like I don't want to set it off reboot. I don't want a new Jack City reboot, okay? I I want the boot like it is, okay? And I don't want your Chelsea boot either. Okay. Um, no more Chelsea boots. So <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything, but here we are. But um, yeah, I was speaking of CBS. They actually have a great lineup um, that, they're, that they're shuffling out. Lots of black stuff. Lots of black stuff on CBS. Somebody, somebody getting like extra diverse over there. So we appreciate them for that. But I was watching... Because I was waiting for Big Brother to come on, and I was disappointed to find out that Mickey won. But that Sunday, I, I was just, like, screwed up about the time that it came on. And I ended up watching 60 Minutes, okay? There was a young lady on there by the name of Chanel Miller. I don't know if you guys remember her or not, but she was the young lady who, uh, some time ago, she got a little too drunk at a party, Okay? And this guy, uh, he was a swimmer at Stanford. He raped her, okay? And then they ended up only giving him, like, maybe 90 days, six months worth of jail. And he ended up serving, like, maybe one or two months of that or whatever. And, um, you know, it got around. But she was telling her story on 60 Minutes. And sis blessed my soul. She blessed my soul. And um, because they asked her during the interview, they asked her, you know, what was it that kept you, that allowed you to keep going? And what ended up happening was she was actually rescued by uh, two Swedish students who attended the school as well. She was, you know, she was rescued by them and they actually like, um, they actually subdued the brother that was, you know, trying to, that had raped her. Excuse me. Let me not say trying. They actually subdued the dude that had raped her um, and held him until the police or whoever came or whatever. And she said one of the things that kept her going was that somebody, she said, somebody wanted me to be saved. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost in me jumped out when sis said somebody wanted me to be saved. Somebody <laughs> wanted me to be saved. I got to change positions real quick, like Aaliyah, God rest her soul. She said, somebody wanted me to be saved. Like, I want to encourage somebody today. And uh, this ain't church. But um, we do church-like activity on here. And I want you to know, if you, whatever you're embroiled in, this, I was just really inspired by her story, especially when she said, somebody wanted me to be saved. Um, because sometimes sometimes we don't see it for ourselves, but somebody else sees it for us. And so you need people that 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 want to see you be better, that want to see you saved. So I'm encouraging you, if you teeter-tottering on the edge of anything right now, 
Know that there is somebody out there who wants you to be saved. No matter what you believe in or what you don't believe in or whoever, even if you don't believe in yourself, there is somebody out there who wants you to be saved. And then the other thing she said was she um, the other thing that gave her hope was she was asked to write a statement to the judge when it was time for sentencing. And sis studied English. She studied English and uh, she looked at it. And what gave her hope was that she said, there's an assignment for me. And this is another reason why somebody wants you to be saved, especially a higher power that wants you to be saved, because there's an assignment for you. Like that really resonated with me, not because I've been through, not because I've been through anything that close to what she's been through, but Sometimes you just wonder, like, what am I doing here? And she said, there's an assignment for me. And that resonated with me because sometimes we don't, you know, we don't know what we're doing, where we're going, where we need to be going. But you just have to keep going. And eventually you'll figure out what that assignment is. All right. I know I just got like super sappy on y'all real quick and I did not intend to do that, but. Sometimes that's how the benediction works, especially when the host is a minister. All right. Um, let's shift gears. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. I don't think I'll really be here long. So um, some of the things that I'm listening to right now, I'm listening to Jamie Howard's, Brittany Howard, excuse me. I'm listening to Brittany Howard's album, Jamie. That's what I'm listening to. I'm listening to her album. Brittany Howard is the chick. Um, she's the chick. The front lady for the band, the Alabama Shakes. Remember, we was all vibing in them for a hot little minute. Um, they came out. It was really, really hot. Well, she just dropped her solo album. It's entitled Jamie. It's super dope. Some other things I'm going to be checking out. Young M.A. is back with her album entitled Her Story in the Making. Listen, we got another female rapper out here, Okay. And Rhapsody dropped her album a few weeks ago, and her album is super dope. Um, but Sis ain't out here doing what everybody else, she's not doing it the way that other people, other female rappers do it or whatever. And she's not really being properly supported. And what I'm saying is that we're not listening to her like we're supposed to be, okay? So I'm telling you now. To go out here and support Young M.A. Check her album out. Download it. Stream it. You know she can rap. You was vibing to her a couple of summers ago. All right. Check these sisters out. Okay. They need your support. They need your help. All right. Yeah, we got Cardi B and we got Megan Thee Stallion. We got Nicki Minaj because she's not fooling me. She's not fooling me at all. She's not finna start rapping. She was... Being Mrs. Petty for saying that. I, I know sis gonna keep rapping. She just probably won't drop an album for a little while. And I'm okay with that. If she wanna go and regroup and get married and start a family and get a new perspective on life, I'm cool with that. But you got those women, you got your city girls, you know, out here. I guess they still out here. I don't know. Y'all might be gonna counsel them because they they kinda said some stuff. But you got these, you got the those rappers out there, and then you've got your young MAs, your rhapsodies, your 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 no names and 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 your your Tierra Wax and all of those people like and your um your uh let me make sure I say this right. Laker Lee 47 is like probably my favorite female rapper right now. But um you got them out there like check those girls out, okay? Also, 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 I'm also checking out another Mark. E. Basie he has a new album called PMD, so I'm checking that out as well. Um, and it was something else I was listening to. What else am I listening to? Let me see if I can find what I'm listening to real quick. I'm also listening to. I'm also listening to. I can't find it. Hold on. Give me a minute. This is so slack. So slack of me. I'm also. Listening to the baby. That's who I'm listening to. Yeah, the baby. Not your baby. Not my baby. Definitely not my baby. But I'm listening to the baby. Okay. Um, he's got. He finally dropped. 
he finally dropped this album. It's number one right now. It's called Kirk. Not Kirk Franklin, not Plies, but Kirk, as in the baby, as in it's dedicated to his dad. Um, solid project so far. I'm still listening to it. I got to take like my second and third run throughs through it. But I mean, the baby is the baby. He he does what he the does. All right. Um, I don't know. He's an interesting character. He's an interesting character because like. <laughs> He's like, I think, I want to say we the same height, but I feel like in my spirit, in my Shondo, I feel like he's shorter than me. He talks like, he raps like he's shorter than me because he's a little bit, he seems a little bit more um, angry than I am. Because, you know, we got that whole short man syndrome going on or whatever. But check those out. That's probably what I'm going to be tuning, um, vibing to um, for the next couple of weeks. Also, 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 because I got to give you some Jesus. Um, Travis Green, Travis Green. Every week for like the past three weeks, he's been dropping a new single and he's been adding it to the previous one. So he just released a new single, uh, type his name in on any of the platforms and, 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 and check his stuff out as well. I actually um, grew up around him, um, grew up around him. He's actually from down my way. Um, good brother. Um, great, great friend of mine. Um He's doing really, really well. I'm super proud of him. Um, so if you need some 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 good Jesus music, some good gospel music to check out, by all means, check that brother out. Okay, there's plenty of other stuff too that you can look at as well. Gospel music is like in an interesting place. And I'm gonna shift gears and talk about gospel music for a second. Gospel music is in a really interesting place because right now. It seems as if, and I talk about this at, uh, with with like other musicians, um, other church musicians and stuff like that, and guys I know that are like, you know, actively involved in gospel music. But gospel music is is really really in an interesting place right now because how it seems is it seems like everybody wants to make gospel music except gospel artists, like. I don't know if you all are really paying attention to much of what's going on on the gospel music scene. It's kind of hard for you to do it because a lot of these music platforms make it difficult to access gospel music. I use title a lot and it's really hard sometimes to find new gospel on there. A lot of CCM. You know, if you know what that is, Christian contemporary music, a lot of a lot of CCM, but not much gospel. Um, Apple does a decent job. Apple Music does a decent job. And Google does okay, but they make it really, really hard to, excuse me, keep up with what's going on in gospel music. And um, even the sound of it, the sound of gospel music is changing. Um, as the old saints would say, it's gotten to be more worldly, so to speak. I wouldn't call it worldly. I just don't think... Uh, gospel music these days we may not be putting as much effort into our writing as we once have um a lot of it's a lot of it's gotten to be call and response um and that's cool that's really really cool you want people to be able to to uh be involved in it and whatnot but yeah they everybody's wanting to make gospel music except gospel artists some some artists that i listen to like frequently um I listen to a lot of Miranda Curtis, a lot of Miranda Curtis. I I will f- forever be a James Hall fan, um, forever be a James Hall fan. Um, like I can say I listen to Travis Green. I listen to Todd Delaney. I listen to Kiki Shear. Kiki Shear right now actually has a single out uh, called I Don't Please Don't Judge Me. Yeah, Please Don't Judge Me, um, where she worked with Missy Elliott. And... You know, that's become like a thing here lately for we're not just crossing over anymore. Like we're crossing genres. You know how we've been talking about like R&B and how R&B doesn't really sound like R&B anymore. Like it sounds like trap R&B or you got pop R&B. You got this gospel music is kind of going through the same thing. And it's okay when you do it the way that Kiki is doing it, when you do it the way that Donald Lawrence is doing it, where he's working with people like Tank and the Bangers and 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 Sir the Baptist. Sir the Baptist, his uh, first album, Saint or Sinner, for all intensive purposes, even though it's filled with cuss words <laughs> throughout, 
it's a gospel album to me. He talks about he talks about um, he talks about things of the church. He talks about Jesus. Um, he talks about dating a church girl and things of that nature. He talks about problems that come about with being in the church and, and being religious and things of that nature. Um, so, like, there's ways for you to do it and not totally lose that sound. Where the sound of gospel music is going, though, it's going over into hip hop. It's going over into to R and B. You're starting to hear more more organ in there. More more. I told you guys with Earth Gang, like that that La La Challenge joint they got. That sounds like church to me. Like I know churches that sound like I know church bands that sound like like that part when it gets to that two minute section in there. Like I know that it sounds like shout music or whatever. And so that sound is like starting to be incorporated into hip hop. But what separates gospel music from from, you know, hip hop and R&B and pop, it's not so much the sound, but the message. So to some extent, it doesn't really matter what it sounds like as long as the message is there. Now, I know Kiki was talking about that with uh, she was being interviewed. I think it was Sister Circle. She was being interviewed there, and she was talking about how she caught a lot of flack for working with guys like Chance the, Chance the Rapper, who is professed to be a Christian. He, he he believes in God, and people ain't happy with him either because his album is too is too happy. He's talking about his wife too much. Ooh, I love my wife. You know, y'all remember the skit. But um, the sound of it is changing, and she said she caught she's caught flack for that. But she was like, you know, we got to do something different. And that's one of the things I've been talking about with uh, whenever I got the opportunity to in various pockets at my church to talk to people about um, we got to do something different Um, because a lot of these churches are dying. A lot of them are dying and people are very much so unhappy with the church and some of the politics involved in it and the pageantry and and the the lack of authenticity and genuineness in the church and a lot of that starts with uh, the music and the message and the message is being the message is being tainted because we're getting caught up in a sound um speaking of a sound speaking of a sound i think i just clapped speaking of a sound kanye west kanye west was supposed to make me a sound and he's been actually making a sound with his his, his sunday service um situation and um, he caught, he's been catching a lot of flack with that. He was recently at New Birth in Atlanta. And um, I saw where Jamal Bryant, the pastor that was being, you know, asked, asked about, you know, how people felt about it. And he was really honest about it. He said, you know, most of the flack came from the church because of who Kanye is and Kanye is specifically what he has, what he has presented to us lately in terms of you know his support for for Trump his comments on slavery and whatnot and you know so that that's been an issue with him it's really interesting when you talk you start talking about actually presenting the the gospel and people are always quick to say like who should do it um if you look throughout the bible a lot of the people that were used to speak on God's behalf, were used to speak to God's people. They weren't really good people. They weren't perfect. They weren't our idea of what a preacher or or a minister or someone who professes Christ should be. Um, And again, you know, I talked about the sound, but a lot of times we get caught up in a look too. And I know I've been a victim of that because I don't always look like a preacher and then I don't always act like one either. Um, but that's why I always tell you, you know, I'm not your, I'm not your grandmama's preacher or whatever. And a lot of your grandmama's preachers, a lot of them ain't what they need to be either. But um, God can use anybody. God can use anybody. I do believe just because I've watched a few of these services, I do believe that Kanye is sincere in what he's doing. Um, I don't know about the personal change that's taking place in his life. And what I need you all to understand is that it's really not our business. Um, 
it's interesting because we we talk about personal relationship a lot. You know, I got a personal relationship with Christ. I got a personal relationship with him. And so, but I'm not so sure that we're giving Kanye that fair opportunity to say that he has a personal relationship with him. Now, some people are questioning the validity of his personal relationship just because of the fact that he is bipolar. And I've recently learned that sometimes when people are bipolar, that it's common for them to become super religious, to like really cling to their faith and what they believe in. There's a possibility, I said all that to say, there's a possibility that we may be experiencing this same thing with Kanye West. But even if that's the case, what makes it tough, even if that's the case, is if he is experiencing this heightened level of spirituality if the message is if the message is clear if the message is effective and I'm particularly particularly talking about the message in his music at this point if the message is it's it's clean and clear and it's it's and by that I mean it's accurate and it's effective if it's drawing people in who maybe haven't thought about having a relationship with God or people who have strayed away from the church or people who are in church and are tired of it. Okay. Raising my hand. Um, it's, it's giving them something else to look at. It's giving them something else to do. Um, and Kanye with everything that he does, he's done. It kind of makes sense that he would be interested in doing and having these Sunday services. My prayer, my hope is that the brother don't think he is God. Now, I know he went through this whole Jesus thing. Um, and I know with that, that sometimes people can experience, for lack of a better word, a, a, a God-like complex with dealing with that. And so I hope that's not the case where he's, you know, having these services and, you know, putting out these 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 rewritten versions of songs, secular songs that we're all familiar with in in thinking that he is a God. Um, That's my hope that he's not doing that. But on the same token, it's not my business. Um, You know, because at the end of the day, all of us have to work out our own soul salvation. But if the message is effective and it's drawing people, then you stick with you stick with the message. Um, you know, if it means something to you, let it mean something to you. If it doesn't mean anything to you, then move on with your life. I kind of had an inkling that he was heading in this whole direction when the life of Pablo came out, um, particularly with the single Ultralight Beam, where he got he got Kurt Franklin and, and, and Kelly Price and Chance the Rapper all on all on one track. The hook of that song says, I'm trying to keep my faith, you know, and I don't know any Christian. <laughs> I don't know any Christian or anybody who's not trying to keep their faith. OK, and that song has been it's been like kind of a song that I rock with from time to, from time to time. When I get a little weary in my walk, bless the Lord. Um, sometimes I'll pop that in instead of like another gospel song or whatever. I put that in because it actually speaks to directly where I'm at. I was really looking forward to this Jesus is King album um, because I was interested to see how it was going to turn out, what he was going to do, how it was going to sound, if it was going to sound like the stuff off of his Sunday services, which as far as I'm concerned, he could record all of that stuff for me and present that to me in an hour and I'll take that versus whatever it is that he's not working on. Are we getting this album? Who knows? Um, what I can tell you is that we didn't get Yandy. Okay. For those of you that were looking forward to that, we didn't get Yandy. Um, we may not get Jesus is King. There may be, there may be, hear me out. For those of you who are in, into conspiracy theories, maybe just maybe, All he wanted us to get on our minds is that Jesus is king. Maybe there isn't an album. 
Maybe it's just a message that Jesus is king, which would be typical Kanye um, at this point. That would be typical Kanye for him to do something like that to say, hey, I'm going to drop this album. Have Kim send out a whole track list, which maybe she was too fast with even sending it out. Who knows? But that's across the bear. But um, but yeah, maybe maybe there never was an album. Maybe there was just some ideas. And maybe the point was just to get people to understand that Jesus is king. But I'm going to need, I'm going to need something. Um, something to the effect. Like I said, he could just drop, as far as I'm concerned, he could just drop the stuff that he's been um, doing at these Sunday services. And that will suffice for me. Okay. Um, I've really managed to talk this long. Cool. I think I've talked about everything that I want to talk about. All right. So, as always, you can reach me because I didn't do this at the beginning. So, I need to stop and do it now because I'm getting ready to close and take my seat, actually. Um, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Brody Bowtie. You can hit me up on Instagram at Brody Bowtie. You can tune into my blog, which I was planning on having an album review of Jesus is King on, which is brodybowtie.wordpress.com. One day I'm going to buy the site. Um, if you want to help me buy it, you can cash at me. I'll send you that information too um, if you need it. Um, continue to tell people to subscribe to the um to the podcast to the podcast to the benediction it's really cool right now because um i'm actually doing everything that i want to do kind of um, it may not be on a large scale but i'm kind of doing everything i want to do i'm writing um i'm writing and i'm talking um and hopefully it'll parlay into bigger things for us but in the meantime we're gonna be right here um giving you the benediction and the grace and a little shade there goes the air freshening again if you need it I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, I hope you walk in the light, the beautiful light, and that you are able to come with the do jobs of mercy shine bright. This has not been as funny <laughs> as I thought it was going to be, but I guess some episodes are going to be like that. Um, in the meantime, we're going to keep a lookout for this album. Keep tuning in, checking into, uh, checking out whatever new music is out there. If you hear something and you want me to talk about it, um, on the podcast here right here at the benediction hit your boy up you can even email me brodybowtie at gmail.com don't fax me though because i ain't got no fax fax machine for you okay but um but yeah we're here we're doing this um i hope you've enjoyed yourself since this is the benediction i gotta give you a benediction before we get out of here it's only right that we do that amen and so with that stretch out your hands and say mind your business mind your ways mind your mouth so you can save your face this is the benediction where it ain't over until the church says amen consider yourself dismissed we out